Welcome to Thousand Hills Ranch Church. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it speaks to your heart. Well, I'll tell you about myself. I'm originally from the state of Texas. I love being from Texas just because we got our own language down there. We just make stuff up, man. We say stuff like, I'll tell you what. That's it. That's a complete sentence in Texas. Like, I'll tell you what. And everybody from out of state's like, what? I just told you. And Texans look at these completely different than anybody else in the country. Last time I was home, I was driving around. I had a flat tire. I pulled my truck on one of those side-of-the-road gas stations. The attendant walks out, looks at my truck, looks at me. I swear he went, tire go flat? I couldn't resist. I said, nope. No, I was driving around. Those other three just swelled right up on me. And without missing a beat, he goes, well, the heat will do that. <laughs> they said, after wear signs, they just say, I'm stupid. That way you wouldn't rely on them, would you? You wouldn't ask me anything. Be like, excuse me. Oh. Never mind. I didn't see your sign. It's like for my wife and I moved from Texas to California. Our house is full of boxes. There's a U-Haul truck in our driveway. My friend comes over and goes, hey, you moving? Nope. We just pack our stuff up once or twice a week. Just see how many boxes it takes. Here's your sign. A couple of months ago, I went fishing with a buddy of mine. We pulled his boat into the dock. I lift up this big old string of bass. This idiot on the dock goes, hey, y'all catch all them fish? Nope. Talked him into giving up. Here's your sign. Well, today, uh, just, you know, the video there, Bill Ingball, again, um, some funny stuff there. And, uh, you know, and the truth is this. Here's what I want you to get out of that. We all say stupid stuff, right? How many of you guys have ever said something stupid? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I know I know. I say stupid stuff to my kids all the time. Uh, anybody ever, you know, you know, your kid did something wrong and you go, do you want a spanking? Yeah. Anybody ever ask that question? Well, it's really a stupid question because I've never heard one of my kids go, yeah, Dad, that sounds really fun. I mean, let's, let's do it. <laughs> you know? I mean, if they had heard Bill Ingvall, they would say, Dad, here's your sign. Right? I mean, I'll, I'll use another example. My kids, you know, th- there may be times where, I, you know, it's early in the morning. My son or my daughter, they're, you know, in the bathroom. They're on their knees. They're by the toilet. They got throw up all over their face, and they're making this sound. And I walk in and go, you sick? I mean, I know they just want to look at me like, no, Dad, the water in the toilet is cooler than the faucet water, so I was getting a drink, you know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all say stupid stuff. My wife, she'll go out and run 20 miles, and she'll, you know, walk in after running 20 miles, be sweating all over, and I'll go, you hot? <laughs> and she, I know she wants to reply, nope, just playing in the sprinklers, you know, at 6 in the morning, left at 545 so that I could spend some time in the yard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all say stupid stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, in our church, here's one of the things we value. We value, this is one of our core values. We enjoy the ride. We enjoy the ride. Now, again, a lot of times you may not... I, I don't know of any church that I've ever been in where they played a, a segment of Bill Ingball in church. Now, I know some of you guys grew up in church, and you're like, what the crap's that all about? You know, why are we playing Bill Ingball in church? Well, can I just tell you, and this is this is off the record. We'll take this out and actually leave it in. Um, but here, here's one of the things I, I feel like uh, we're missing in our, in our world today. A sense of humor. <laughs> 
slowly clap. It's slow, but it's coming. Here it comes. <laughs> I'm just serious. And, and this is, again, a side note. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the lesson, and maybe it does. Um, but I think we've become so politi- politically correct that we think that if someone jokes about what we did, saying, oh, you said something stupid. I mean, if we say that, then they're going to get their feelings hurt and cry. Can I just tell you, we need to get over it. You know what God created in each of us? He created a sense of humor. And I, and, I, and I say all this because I think we're creating little human beings called kids that want to cry at the drop of a hat when somebody says that was funny when they did something funny. Does that make sense? Is anybody getting me? I'm just telling you, you know, again, I, I feel like I can't, I have to walk on eggshells all the time. I have to what, wonder what, you know, what they're going to think if I say this and, you know, are they going to start crying? Is everybody going to leave? All that stuff. Again, that's, again, I, I just desire for our church to be a church where we can have a sense of humor without being mean. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> because, again, some people are like, well, you just shouldn't have, you shouldn't have, you know, made fun of people. I mean, he said the word stupid in the video. Well, sometimes we say stupid things. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I, I just, that's a side note there. But because of this, uh, you know, idea of here's your sign, I, I want to start a series today. And the title of it is, Here's Your Sign. Here's Your Sign. And the subtitle is this, How to Hear God's Voice. Now, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of us face situations. We face uh, events in life. We face decisions in life. And and we need a sign from the Lord, right? We need a sign from the Lord. We need Him to speak to us. We need Him to show us something. We need Him to say something to us, right? We need Him to do something so that we know what we're supposed to do. We need Him to show us something. I mean, we have important decisions to make, right? I mean, again, I don't know if you make important decisions, but I have a family and we have to make some important decisions all the time on what do we do with our kids in this situation? What do we you know, do with the church in this situation? What do we do? I mean, again, all those are decisions that we have to make and we need wisdom from the Lord. We need him to speak to us, to give us a sign so that we know how to make those important decisions. Well, here's the here's the idea. I believe that God wants to speak to us. Right? I mean, you think about communication, right? I mean, it's not, typically it's not one way. It should be two ways. I think, you know, again, we should be able to hear from God. God desires to, to, to give us these things, to speak to us. He wants us to hear what he has to say. Again, here's the problem. The problem is we can't hear him sometimes. Anybody ever been there where you're like, uh, Lord, you there? Anybody? Anybody? Dealer? Anybody? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like we can't. It's like what's you know what's he saying? I can't hear what he's saying because because why? We have so many distractions and or maybe sin in our lives that you know we can't hear him clearly and we make stupid decisions sometimes and we live outside of God's will. And so here's the point of the whole series. I believe you know in this series that we're going to answer some of these great questions. First of all, how can I hear from God? How can I hear God's voice? How do I recognize a sign if it's from God or if it's from something else or just, you know, just the world or whatever it is? How do I recognize a sign from God? How does God, you know, speak to us? What ways does God speak to us? Um, What do I need to do to to, um, to best hear his voice? 
I mean, again, those are some great questions. Um, another one, you know, what do I do once he has spoken to me, right? I mean, that's a good question right there. Well, today I want to begin by answering a question, and it's this. How can I hear from God? How can I hear from God, okay? And now, again, it starts with the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. And so to hear from God, number one it's, is this. We must know Jesus personally. I mean, again, you know, can God speak to us if we don't know Jesus? Can he? How many of you guys would say yes? Can he speak to us if we don't know Jesus? That's a trick question, but the answer is yes, right? Because before you came to know Christ, guess what? God spoke to you and said, hey, you need me, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, you came to church or you went to camp or, you know, you just were reading your Bible or something happened and God began to speak to you and you realized that you're a sinner and then you gave your life to Jesus because God drew you to him. But here's, here's the other side of it. Once that takes place, then again, guess what? We have the privilege of hearing from God. Here's what I also know about God. If you don't know Jesus personally, God typically doesn't speak to you and doesn't give you the guidance, doesn't give you the, the answers to your questions because you don't have a relationship with him. Right? Really, prayer and communication with God is the privilege of those that have trusted in Jesus. Right? And so can he speak before we actually know Jesus? Sure. But I would, I would argue that he speaks to those who know him personally and guides them personally. Um, let me give you an example of this. Uh, and, and Jesus explains it. Jesus, he's in front of a bunch of religious hypocrites, okay? They're called the Pharisees in the Bible, right? I mean, he's, a bunch of, he's in front of a bunch of them and they're questioning him. They're saying, who are you? Who, who do you think you are? I mean, they're asking him those questions. Are you, are you really from God? And Jesus, listen, he points out, you know, the reason they don't know or believe in him and the difference between those that know God and those that don't. Now listen to it. John chapter 8, verses 42 through 47. Jesus said to them, he said, if God were your father, you would what? Love me. And, and you know, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my what? Language not clear to you because you are unable to what? Yeah. Hear what I say. You belong to your father, the, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He, the devil, is a, was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he what? Speaks. I know that's not underlined. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, that's not Tiffany's fault. It's my fault. Uh, when he lies, he speaks his native what language for he is a liar and the father of lies yet because i tell the truth you do not believe me can any of you prove me guilty of sin i mean can you imagine standing there and jesus looks at you and goes hey can you prove me guilty of sin <laughs> i would have loved to have seen that anybody else I think that would have been cool. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Now listen to this last verse. Whoever belongs to God, what? Hears what God says. The reason you do not, what? Hear is that you do not belong to God. So you say, okay, well, what is Jesus saying to these guys? Simply, the truth is this. Those that don't belong to God, those are those that, that belong to God. Let me say it that way. Those that have trusted in him, hear 
God's voice. Now, again, I say that, and some of you guys, you know, obviously you haven't grown up in church, and you're like, oh, really? So what does he sound like? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not like Siri, okay, in your phone. Um, you know, but it, it's not, you know, I've never heard God audibly, like with, with you know, my ears, but you can hear him. And we're going to talk about how you can hear him. Um, but but the, the point is this. Those that belong to God, those that have trusted in God, those that put their faith in God, those you know that, again, have asked him to come into their lives, asked Jesus to come into their lives, they get to hear God's voice. That's an amazing thing. I, I don't know if you are dumbfounded or just, you know, just... Just amazed by God every now and then, but every now and again, I, I just get amazed by God because He is the creator of the whole world. He created Tokyo. <laughs> he created, you know, Tibet. He created all those places that I've never been. And listen, He hears my voice, and I get to speak to Him. Now, let me give you an example of this. Um, you guys, some of you guys remember before, you know, you had cell phones. You remember that you had a line phone or a phone line in your house. Some, some of you kids don't even know what I'm talking about because there's nothing like that anymore. Um, but before, you know, you had cell phones, before you had caller ID, you know, show up on your TV. And it's like, oh, it's Aunt Susie. Don't answer it. You know what I'm saying? Before you had all that, guess what? You didn't know who was calling you until you picked up the phone. Now you can screen your calls. <laughs> you're like, nope, not talking to them. <laughs> I've never done that, especially with any of you guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but before, before we had all that, listen, we didn't, we didn't have a clue who was calling us until we picked up the phone. And then when we got on the phone, how many of you guys have ever had a conversation with someone you didn't know who it was? Yeah, it's like, oh crap, <laughs> please say your name. Please, please say something I recognize. <laughs> Like Aunt Susie. Oh, you're Aunt Susie's son. Okay, Joe, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I mean, before, we didn't, we couldn't recognize the people until we actually heard their voice. Or And again, even when we hear some people's voices, we don't know who they are because we don't have a relationship with them. Right? But here's the thing. When I call my mom, I don't have to tell her, hey, mom, it's Bo. Actually, I do now. She has Alzheimer's. That was a joke, by the way, and you can laugh at that. <laughs> no, she actually knows who I am when I say who I am. But anyways, my mom's funny like that. So, by the way, my mom will laugh at that joke. She's not offended by that. She laughs at herself. I mean, she looks at me sometimes, I mean, and she goes, I'm not messed up. You know? <laughs> and she'll make a funny face like that, and I'm like, you're hilarious. And she still thinks she can wrestle me to the ground. So if she ever comes to church and you see me on the ground and my mom's on top of me, I'm just telling you, it was, we, were, we grew up in a wrestling family, and that's who she is. <laughs> I don't know why I told you any of that. But when my mom calls, or when I call my mom, I don't have to go, hey, who is this? Right? You know why? Because we have a relationship. I spent time with her. I have communicated with her. I have, you know, again, spent time enough to, to know her voice, right? I recognize her voice. She recognizes my voice. Listen, it's the same with God. When you have a personal relationship, not a religious relationship, not, hey, I just go to church and then I do my own thing, not, you know, I've gone to church all my life, whatever my parents said I'm going to do. No, that's not personal. 
I mean, again, I, I, my parents know a lot of people, but it, I don't know them. So I wouldn't recognize their voice because they know them, right? It's the same way with us. I mean, the same is true with God. When I begin a relationship with God by putting my trust and faith in Jesus, then I can begin a personal friendship with God. And that relationship results in us spending time together, right? It results in us getting to know Him. You know why? You know why it's just one-sided that way? Because He already knows everything about you. <laughs> I mean... Have you ever thought about that? It's like, he, he, hey, God, I'm 40 today. Did you know that? Today's my birthday. He's like, I know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he already knows. He knows everything about us, but we get to know him. And the more that we spend time together, the better our communication gets and the more we can recognize his voice. Again, some of you walk in here today and you're like, I don't know that I've ever heard from God. I don't know how he speaks. Listen, can I just challenge you? Start spending time in his word. Start, start praying more often. I mean, again, I challenge some of you guys, all of you guys, to set your alarm to pray every day at 510. And again, a lot of you have done that, and I thank you for that. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you've reaped the benefit from it, but I know I, know I feel the benefit. When you pray for our church, and, you know, again, that, that comes through in what God's doing. So, again, spend time with God. You say, I don't know what he's saying to me. Maybe you just read a verse. And then you go and you actually get your phone out or whatever you take notes on nowadays, iPad or, you know, a pencil. So you guys still use pencils and a chief, big chief tablet, maybe. I don't know. Anybody remember those? Old school, baby. Never mind. See, I lost everybody. You know, you're getting old when you name stuff and nobody knows what crap you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? But maybe you just need to take, you just you read something and then you go, okay, God's told me that I need to forgive. Then you can go, hey, guess what? God spoke to me. You see what I'm saying? I mean, again, it's a relationship. And you say, okay, but what is the benefit of knowing Jesus and being able to hear God's voice? Well, it's simple. Listen, if if you're an unbeliever, and when I say the word unbeliever, that means you don't know Jesus. And maybe, again, you've never trusted in him. You've never given him your heart. Now listen, if you're an unbeliever and you have a decision to make, right? If it, it, you know, there's all kinds of people who don't know and love Jesus and they have to make decisions. Here's what they do. They gather information, right? And they got a decision to make. They gather information. They may uh, ask a buddy and, you know, you know, ask their mom, ask their dad. And then they make a decision based on, again, maybe some human knowledge, right? But here's the difference. When I become a believer... And I've trusted in Jesus and I've given him my life. Guess what? When I have to make a decision, guess what I get to do? I get to gather information. I get to ask my friends. But as a believer, guess what? I have a supernatural advantage. You know what it is? I can ask God. I can ask the God of the universe through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of prayer, that I can ask the living God who lives inside of me, God, what do you want me to do? Now, I don't know about you, but I thank God that I can go to the God of the universe and I can listen to him and he will speak to me and he will show me what I'm supposed to do. Is anybody amazed by that? I'm just telling you, I, I, that is, that is, I mean, if you don't come to Jesus for any other reason, why not? Why not come to him so that you can be guided by him, so that he can give you wisdom, so that he can give you a sign, so that he can show you what decision that you're supposed to make. I mean, why not? 
I mean, I'm just telling you, to be honest with you, it, this life is hard enough with God. I can't imagine making decisions without Him. And guess what? Even though we know God, we still make decisions without Him. How stupid is that? You know, I mean, I'm just telling the truth about myself right here. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you an example of this. Um, this wasn't a stupid decision. This is the greatest decision that I've made on this earth besides knowing Jesus. Um, uh, you know, I, I, there was a time where, you know, Heather and I were dating, okay? And we dated off and on, and I kind of drug her down this, you know, road of, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, and this is a big decision, and I don't know if I'm supposed to marry you. And we never even actually asked those questions, but in my mind, I, I, would, I would worry, I'd doubt, I'd fear, I'd, I'd be like, man, am I supposed to marry this person? I'm supposed to marry her. And so we dated, and then we broke up, we dated, and we broke up, we dated, and we broke up. And finally, I'll never forget it. Because I, I, mean, I think we had been to church, and she can she can tell you the story better. I haven't asked her, um, but we were we were I think we had been to church, and again we were riding a vehicle. I think we had gone to lunch with a bunch of college students, and and uh, I don't know why I was riding in the car with her, but we were friends and not dating and all that stuff. And and I remember we were at, in Ada, Oklahoma. She was at East Central University, and I was the youth pastor at a church that she attended as a college student. And we, again, we, we dated off and on. And I remember driving down the road, and it, I think it was Kickapoo was the name of the street. I don't know if that's right or not. I can't remember. I'm getting old. It's okay to laugh at that, see? But um, we we're driving, and, and we got to this, this corner, and it's called Crazy Corner. Anybody know Crazy Corner in Ada, Oklahoma? Yeah, it's like jacked up. I mean, there's like a train track and like three-way stop sign, and you don't know when your turn is and all that stuff. We got to that corner, and I remember God spoke to me, and God said, this is the woman that I want you to marry, right at, at Crazy Corner. <laughs> And I looked at her, and I looked at her, and I said, "I want you to give me, I want you to give me one more try." And then I think she said, "Why?" <laughs> I don't remember, but I think she said, "Why?" And I think whoever her friends were, they were in the back, were going, "Don't do it," because <laughs> they cared about her. And I, again, I'd heard her and, and dropped her and wanted her back and all this stuff. So I looked at her and I said, "I, I want you to give me one more try." And she said, okay. Now, again, did God speak audibly to me? No, but he spoke it within my heart. And he showed me that this woman, this blonde-headed, short, blonde-haired woman, I mean, he said, she's the one. And I'll never forget it. It's the, it. Other than the salvation of my soul to Jesus, it's the greatest decision that I've ever made. And, I, and, and here's the thing. I can't imagine not having her in my life. I can't imagine if I would have missed listening to God and not hearing Him. You know what I'm saying? And so you, you say, well, you know, what are the benefits? Well, again, if you, if you will come to know Jesus, then you can hear from Him and He will guide you to the person that you're supposed to marry. Uh, all, all those decisions as you think, well, I don't know how to you know, make you know, those decisions. Listen, He will guide you to make those decisions. And it doesn't have to be a big weighty decision like, who am I supposed to marry? It can be, who do you want me to invite to lunch today? What waitress do you want me to tip with a $100 bill today? Again, it can be those simple things. What do you want me to say to my wife to, to make her feel good today? 
The littlest decisions, God doesn't give a flip how big or little. He gives a flip that you come to him and you ask him and then he gives you the wisdom. I'm just telling you, that's one of the benefits. So again, this, this is the benefit of knowing Jesus personally. And I don't know about you, but I, 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 I don't know why I wouldn't depend on the knowledge of the God of the universe rather than drawing from my own human knowledge. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't do it. I mean, the truth is we all have decisions. Some of you guys, you got laid off. What job does God want you to take? You need to ask him. Some of you guys, again, you, you may need to move because you lost your job. Where does God want you to move? Have you asked him? Um, you know, how, do you, how does God want us to spend our money? Have you asked him? I mean, again, he wants to bless you and he wants to guide you. What college students, what college do I t- attend? What college does he want me to go to? Who should I date? Who should I not date? I mean, decision after decision, move or, you know, you know, move or don't move, have kids or don't have kids, raise kids this way or raise kids this way. All those decisions. Guess what? We can trust God to give us the answers. He can do it. He does it. And you may be thinking, okay, so if I trust in Jesus, he will speak to me and I will have him on my side and he will show me everything and life will be good and easy. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, again, some people are like, oh, if, you know, if I just know Jesus, then life gets easier. No, a lot of times it gets harder because you stop pleasing yourself, which is easy. And you start having to please God, which is sometimes harder. Sometimes it can become easier. But here's the thing. You know, it's not necessarily true that your life's going to get easier. But but here's the thing. Knowing God is just the first step. It's just the first step, Right. Listen to John chapter 10, verse uh, 27. It says this. My sheep, what? Let's say it again. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they what? They follow me. So here's the thing. To hear from God, you've got to know Jesus personally. Number one, to hear from God. Number two, you've got to listen. <laughs> here's your sign. <laughs> I mean... You said, that's the dumbest point I've ever heard. But it's true. Right? I mean, how many of you guys have ever been in a conversation with somebody and they're just talking the whole time? And then you're like, let's get, let me get, and they don't want to listen. How many of you guys, you know, it'd be like talking on the phone and you're like talking to someone and you're talking all the time and then you just hang up. Oh, I, I mean, again, that's what we do a lot of times. But the Bible says, and Jesus says, it's in red letters in the Bible. Jesus is talking. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I mean, again, a lot of us, you know, we come to Christ and then we never shut up and listen to him. God, I need this. God, you know, this is happening. God, this is what I'm going through. Help me. God, could you show me this? God, could you do this? God, could you do that? And then it's like, Then you never listen. So you say, well, what are the benefits? You know, again, the benefits are all empowered, all supernatural wisdom. But we have to listen. I mean, again, I'll, I'll give you an example. It, again, it's like calling someone and talking on the phone. And then you don't listen. You just hang that phone up. God's sheep listen to his voice. I, the truth is this. God is speaking all the time. The question is, are we listening? 
Here's the last thing. Once you know God and we've heard God speak, number three is this. We must follow him. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they what? They follow me. Again, I, I heard God's voice at Crazy Corner and he told me to marry that blonde-headed beauty. Now listen, if I would have not listened to him and actually followed him, then I would have missed out on the greatest blessing. Some of you are here today. God is speaking to you. And you're listening and you know that he's saying you need to do this. Or you know, you know that he's saying you need to not do this. The question is, will you obey? Will you hear his voice and obey it? I want to I close with this. God has something to say to some of you. And I want to give you a few examples. If you're single, he wants to show you the person you're supposed to marry. If you're married, he wants to show you how to love your spouse. If you're a student, he wants to show you the right decision to make in the season of your life right now. If you have no job, he can show you what the next job will be. If you have kids, he wants to show you how to raise them. If you need help, he wants to help you. So here's the question, though. Do you know him personally? Are you listening to him? And when he speaks to you, do you follow him? I'm going to ask you to bow your head. For just a second. Here's the truth. God loves you. God loves you. Some of you are in here today and you're like, I don't even know if God wants to speak to me. I've not done squat to please him. I've done everything against him. I don't know if he wants to hear my voice and I don't know if he's even going to speak back. Listen, God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. You are worth his time. You are worth his effort. You are worth his son's life. The question is, do you know him personally? You say, well, how do I do that? Again, the Bible is, is, is the way, one of the ways that God speaks to us. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord of your life, and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. You say, but what does that look like? How do I know what, you know, what to do? Again, it's simple. Maybe in your seat right there, you just you need to pray a simple prayer. And again, it's not about the exact words. It's about your heart. But maybe you need to pray the simple prayer just like this one. And again, you can just repeat this in your heart. Jesus, I know that you love me. Jesus, I know that you died on a cross just for me. Jesus, I want you to forgive me and come into my life. I want a personal relationship with you. Listen, maybe you just prayed that prayer for the very first time. Listen, you just, be, you just began a personal relationship with Jesus. That is an amazing thing 
You now have a personal relationship with God. And so we celebrate that. We thank God that you made that decision in your life today. But listen, once you make that decision, again, that's the first step. Now it's about listening to him, letting him guide you through your life so that you can follow him and you can live a life that pleases him. And guess what? Our church is here to help you do that. We have resources. Olivia's going to come. She's going to share with you how you can get some of those resources. They're free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to join the church. You don't have to do anything. Just just let us know so that we can help you grow in your new relationship with God. Some of you are here today, and, and you know Jesus already, but here's the question that I have for you. Are you listening to him? And again, are, are, do you actually shut up and, and actually be still and, and try to listen? Again, some of you are Christians, but you've never listened to God. You talk, you pray, you ask Him for things, you thank Him maybe every now and then. And, you know, when you get in trouble, you go to Him and ask Him for help. But you never actually listen to his voice. Maybe it's out of fear. Maybe no one else listens to you. So you think God's not going to listen to you. Listen, God wants to listen to you. God doesn't care that you've screwed up a hundred thousand times. I mean, sure, he loves you just as you are. And he wants to change you for your good and his glory. But he wants to listen to you. And so some of you guys need to listen to him. You need to be quiet. And listen to him. And again, once you've heard his voice, my challenge to you and, and the way God challenges me to, to follow him, to obey him, to, to know that he is telling us the truth and that he loves us. And so my challenge to those of you that know him, listen and obey. Listen and follow him. Lord, I come to you right now and I thank you that even right now in a cell barn in Woodward, Oklahoma, you hear our voices, you hear our hearts, and you speak to us. Lord, I pray that you would speak to every individual in this barn today, that you would show them the decision, the, the change, the whatever it is, Lord, that they need to get right with you so that they can hear from you, so that you will speak to them, and so that they can follow you. Lord, we thank you that we can communicate with the God of the universe, and we give you glory. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking time to listen to this message. If you have made a commitment today or have questions, you can contact us at info at thousandhillsranch.church or 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.